a little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here Spokane Washington yes communist Washington on the air with me today is bucking bulldog mama from the state of Oregon who's always playing catch up with the state of Washington because we're always playing catch up with the state of California it's just a trickle down effect there so how are you doing today I'm doing all right I'm just uh putting some meat on the grill and ready to talk about some politics and policies and how fucked up everything is right now now you you sent me a picture of what you were grilling are those New York strips what do we got going on there um actually they're in pork pork chops Oh, they're pork chops. All right. Bigger. They, yeah. They, they look like New York bigger. strip steaks. So that and some, yeah, no, that and some um, baked beans. Yep. Got some baked beans and the cast iron in there. Yep. You know, you, smoking it because that's the best way. <laughs> do you use cast iron often or is it just when you're yes, grilling I like that? Always use cast iron. Always. We got to get away from all those other metal things, man. It's really not good for you. Correct. And I just picked, well, my buddy Pat just picked up some for me. I don't know if he picked up two or four separate ones. So I got to clean them up. I got to, I got to re-season them. How do I go about using them for like when I cook eggs? How do you cook eggs in your cast iron without getting it to stick to the pan? Uh, Lots of butter and oil. (laughs) So just glaze the That's bottom all of it with I do. butter. Butter and oil, yeah. But make sure you get that good butter, not that store-bought shit. Go find your local farmer. Okay. And get some good butter. I, I like my local that's farmer. I, do, I got anyhow. a freezer full of, full of local meat. Yeah, that's how we do it, too. We either butcher it on our own or, you know, harvest our own hunts or what, what have you. So, yeah. And now, then uh, I'm all about that raw milk. <laughs> how how is that? I and I've had it before. I've made ice cream from raw milk, but how do you, how do you like the raw milk? Well, I personally with my experience is is uh I can't do the store milk. It messes me up, man, but oh. that raw milk it has so many good properties in it and really helps with allergies and other things that you have going on and immune things and it's got all the good stuff in it. So that's what I've switched to. It's just hard to find people that actually have it. Isn't, you know, isn't it amazing? Eggs are the same way. Fresh eggs, right yeah. out of right <laughs> out of the right out of the butt nugget, and they are so yeah. much better than store bought eggs. They're so more so much more nutritious than store bought eggs. And and people, absolutely, but people you also got to be worried about the yeah, and you got to be worried about the chickens though too. Like, where did those chickens come from? Are your eggs, you know? from genetically modified and bioengineered and bill gates raised chickens you know what i mean mm-hmm. so that's another thing if they're i can go down so many rabbit holes you just keep talking and i'll keep rambling um and 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 with the with the you know your own eggs your own chickens you know what's being fed to them you know what you know shots are given to them you know how they're taken care of so 
buy local. Mm -hmm. Any chance you can get to go shake a farmer's hand, go do it. If you can, you're looking for beef, you're looking for poultry, you're looking for chicken. I don't care what it is. Go find a local farmer and and set up something. Absolutely. And I would, I'm assuming that this can be done. You know, just for 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 uh, the show's sake, you can go to a, a co-op. You could go to a farmer's market. Where where would you go? Uh, I like our farmer's markets and then just getting, you know, going to the auctions in town and wherever they uh, sell cattle or what have you, there's always farmers and ranchers down there and just getting to know everybody. I mean, everybody's got something, you know, you make friends with your local people, get to know everybody. They might have the biggest garden you've ever heard of and can make some trades on stuff or, you know, have cattle that they've been, you know, really working hard on making sure that they're organic and healthy and or milk and butter and yogurt and all of that stuff i mean you just really got to get down to where where would you in your community find your local farmers and ranchers and for me that is at our auction yard that's where i tend to find them or our saturday markets when we have those so that's where i find mine have Not- you made uh farm fresh um well i guess farm fresh but have you made fresh uh chicken or not chicken ice cream no, no, I haven't, but I've had the pleasure of being able to eat some that somebody else had made, but no, I've not done that. guess I'm lazy on that one. It, it's, it's actually tough work because I mean, you're sitting there with that yeah. little spindle and you're just cranking and cranking and cranking and they're, you know, they're adding a little <laughs> bit of sugar. They're adding a little bit of flavoring. They're adding a little bit more, more, more ice. And you're just sitting there spinning and spinning and spinning until you get this <laughs> thick, you know, ice cream out of it. And then it is phenomenal though. Oh my goodness. All that work. And it better be. That's it, all it, I have to it, say. it better be. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'm on the lazy uh, pioneer woman stage right now. I don't, I don't think I want to turn butter or anything yet, but I damn sure will if I have to. <laughs> yeah. Yet. Exactly. <laughs> work, work smarter, not harder. That's, that's the words I live by. It, Exactly. I have a garden for the very first time. I'm pretty stoked about that. What are you growing? I'm kind of nervous about it too. Like pretty much everything I can. I got peas and celery and jalapenos and peppers and kale and corn and onions and oregano and garlic and blueberries, squash, watermelon. Uh, what is that? Oh, artichokes. Uh, Thornless blackberries, the lemon tree, and orange tree, um, cabbage, uh, spaghetti squash, corn, and all non-GMO and organic seeds. So, do you like sauerkraut? It, actually, I didn't think I could grow anything. I do, and it has so many good, you know, health benefits for you. I've never made it before myself, but like I told you, I'm on this like finding my inner hippie and pioneer woman self after everything for the past two years i've been really being a farmer and rancher i mean you find one thing on the ranch that you're good at and gardening just wasn't it i can grow some gas some grass some gas (laughs) and some cattle but i've never really been good at flowers or gardening but we're we're fixing to try it so our family is is on my dad's side is german and so every year we would do a sauerkraut I don't know what you call them. The kilns, I think is what they are. It's the bins that you just, 
you just beat on the on the cabbage and then whatever the process is then you get you get sauerkraut and then you jar it all that's what we did every year as a as a family and then apparent the, obviously that is kind of drifted away which i'm kind of sad about because i love sauerkraut right. and i kind of wish that we would still do that like that would be an awesome family reunion to come together and and make sauerkraut again i think that would be that would be pretty awesome nobody else seemed to like yeah. that idea though <laughs> because work. of all the work or what yeah it's the work i mean you're just Man. sitting there beating on this on the cabbage to to get it to break down and and then you can you know i don't know what else the other process is but then then you get you get sauerkraut from it wow i didn't know there was so much work put into it yeah i don't know I what ha- the paddles are called something as well and they're a pretty sturdy paddle i mean they're if you need to whoop a kid's butt that's that's the paddle to use right there <laughs> <laughs> oh sour everything with that one isn't it yeah right oh man no and a garden yeah a garden is important you know we're getting to that point where if we do need to barter having a great garden having extra corn and lettuce and tomatoes and all that stuff just something to barter with somebody else that might have more of something they might have more pickles or cucumbers and you've got a bunch of corn that's, right. a, that's an easy trade so we're getting to those, yeah. po- we're, you know, those times again, especially with the cost of food, the cost of shipping food. It's good to be able to have our own. And what's in our food. It's and, not really for me what's the cost of it. I could give a shit less about that. It's more of what the hell they're putting in our food. They're literally trying to freaking annihilate us with what they're putting in there and giving us all so many health problems and everything. Like, it's un- it's insane what the... FDA allows in our food, but you look at other countries and they're like, no, that's banned. We could never have that. But here they allow everything that's banned in every other country. It's just. Have you seen the list of foods that aren't allowed in other countries or the ingredients within other foods? Yeah, I have. And the only way I've learned like most of this stuff has been through TikTok. Like I wouldn't know half of the shit was going on if I didn't have a TikTok two years ago. Like, Mind blowing. So we got on about, about the you, same time then, because I've been on yeah. about two, two and a half years. Yeah, I got on TikTok right after my dad passed away, and my girlfriend was like, "Yeah, you need to get on here and look up these um, parasite cleanse cleanses and stuff," because somebody had said because my dad had passed away from ALS, and we were trying to figure out a rhyme or reason, and Gal was like there's a gal on there that has ALS and she's been doing parasite cleanses and metal detoxing. And, um, it's been helping her with her ALS. And so I got on there obviously for that specific reason to watch her videos. And wow, it was just insane. The information you just get hit with a lot and you're just like, is this really what's going on in our country? But I can honestly say I wouldn't be this awake if it wasn't for all the things I've learned on TikTok. Hundred percent. So I think that's why they're trying to ban it. I, yeah. I got on. I think that's the real reason for wanting to ban. Yeah, I got on originally to see who was who was commenting in my daughter's TikToks. Who's who's harassing my daughter? Who's you know? I wanted to go in there incognito oh. and and go see my my seventeen year old. Well, she would have been fifteen then. You know, had a TikTok. And she's like, oh. you know, she was getting weird, weird comments. So I wanted to go check it out myself. And, and then I started you know, checking out a little bit of, of fly fishing. And then I was 
kind of started getting into the, the patriotic stuff. That's where I came across Freedom Sticks, where I came across Three Rows, Packing Patriot, and then kind of just yeah. got in with those guys. And then, um, you know, Joshua Gaddis, and then, and then uh, you know, Clint and, and Doc, Doc House, you know, just kind of going on through there. And then you, and, oh, yeah. you know, and then it just kind of, it, it just it kind of explodes to where, where you've got yourself a real good core group of people that you continue to listen to. Nevada Amber. Which I've had on the podcast, yep. you know, she's great on TikTok. She's great on 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 Instagram as well. Great information. But I again, yeah, I like you. Just... I I don't know if I would have been as aware of everything going on had it not been for that communist app. Yeah, but if you think about it, they are screaming that they're like spying on us. That our own government is spying on us more than freaking China. I could give a shit less. Yeah, it's a say one thing, but point the finger the other way. Exactly, exactly. And I I was going to actually delete the app when I seen their new terms and conditions. But some inside of me just said, you know, that's exactly what they're wanting. So we got to keep spreading the word. And obviously TikTok's a threat or else they wouldn't be trying to ban it everywhere. And we're obviously getting our message across. And that's just one more thing that they will take from us, you know, under their own agenda. So I just said, screw it. I'm staying. Um, I'm on account 34. I have, I, and I'm on account 18. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I remember account 18. Mm-hmm. Account 34. Yeah. I've had accounts that where I would just create the account. I would create a video hit post and I was banned. So I think it was. I remember that. My yeah, my hashtags was getting me, and I've had I don't know, twenty million, thirty million on my hashtag, and I can't use it anymore because every well, time I do, it's gone. Yeah, but remember that one time I duetted you, and I lost my account for duetting you. <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, it's nuts, man. I don't know. I kind of feel, and then if you look into TikTok, like if you try to like send them a letter or something, they're like based out of somewhere in the United States, like for where you to contact them, you know? So they're all in on it. I think it's San Jose, I know, but I, I could be wrong in, in saying that. Yeah. I can't remember where it's at. All I know is that it's in the United States. I'm like, that's a special. Your name is, mm-hmm. is Bucking Bulldog. Um, obviously the mm-hmm. bulldog, you, you have the bulldogs, but then you've got, uh, something a little yeah. bit bigger and badder going on there on, <laughs> on your ranch. Tell us a little bit about the bucking part of you. Um, so we raise rodeo bucking bulls, um, and we take them all over the, to the bull ridings in the Northwest. We're contracted with the coastal farm and ranch challenge of champions bull riding tour. And, um, yeah, we got some of the top bulls in the Northwest and, our passion and what we love and yeah so we're professional fence jumpers your your (laughs) husband rode and then he got hurt wasn't able to ride again Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to bring up family too much but how is he doing with the change over from being a rider to now being a a breeder and a hauler and and seeing his bulls out there jumping around and bucking other riders off how how is he in that in that transition 
So originally, um, he actually started purchasing buck and bulls and taking them to the events that he was riding at. Um, he wouldn't obviously get to ride his own bulls because that would be kind of suspicious, right? But um, so he started this before he got injured, and um, in all honesty, he knew he was coming more up towards his term of retirement because he rode up into his thirties, and um, he was very good at it. I would think he won the MPRA like eleven times and um, rode in the PBRs and stuff like that. And the NR, the NR. Whoa! What did my phone just do? Are you there? Yep, I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, then he got injured back in 2000 and well, it was eight years ago. And, um, then he just could never ride again. And so he luckily had this already going on for him and, uh, he's doing all right. He, I mean, he's pretty much held together by rods and pins and needles, but, um, if he didn't have this, I think he'd, we'd probably have to put him in a freaking rubber room in a mental hospital somewhere, you know. He's been riding and involved in the rodeo ever since he could breathe. So his whole family is rodeo. So. I've got a buddy. Yep. He started out in rodeo, and then he became a rodeo clown. And then he became, I, I, I don't know what you call the main, the main clown. Clown. Doesn't he have a, a certain name? Doesn't those are the rodeo clowns, and then there's the bullfighters. So don't call a bullfighter a rodeo clown. Yes. <laughs> They're actually the ones out there fighting, protecting the cowboys. But so the, normally at a uh, a rodeo, they'll have a clown that's there that makes the jokes and all of that stuff. And um, but a lot of the bullfighters, you know, sometimes not a lot actually. Some of the bullfighters I've known have turned into rodeo clowns within their, like, kind of, you know, getting out of the bullfighting industry. Yeah, my buddy, he's got knots all up and down his arms, and they just, they don't go away. You know, he's he's been... So I wonder if he was a bullfighter first. I, I, maybe, 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 I don't know. I know it started off in, in college, and then, and then uh, you know, I think that's what he tried doing afterwards. He really wanted to ride bulls, and it just wasn't something that he, that worked for him in his favor so then he went the other route so he loved the rodeo but that that's was the transition that he made so but he's he's still got yeah, knots it's, up it's and down his arms yeah it's a, it's a a lot of people are always asking me like how the heck can you do that and i don't know with our bulls we just have a way with our animals and we kind of we get connected with them and their family man like I know you've seen a lot of my videos and stuff, but I go out there and I work with them and I make them pets. <laughs> my husband might, uh, you know, sometimes be wondering, why are you always out there petting them and stuff? And I said, I want them all to be nice. But that's what I always try to do is get them all to be more of a pet than what you see some of them where you just can't even walk by their pens, you know? And they're snorting but at you. And- for me pushing at you yeah or ramming the fences and ramming fences or charging you and stuff so i tried to, i told him i want him to love me and like me so i'm gonna worry about jumping fences as much as he does you know? yeah he loves them and is always out there but he gets out there a lot more than i do there are some that i mean you never want to turn your back on any of them even if you think they're your pet but there are some of them out there where just the other day i was sitting over here uh, talking to my friend on the phone, I looked over and he's out there feeding 
I watched him have to jump the fence real fast. <laughs> I was like, damn it. He must, that bull's in a bad mood today because he doesn't normally do that. So <laughs> it's, ama- but, it's yeah, amazing. It's just our lifestyle. Something we love. I think we just love living life on the edge a little bit, but I'm always over there trying to make a pet. So I don't got to live too far on the edge. Gotcha. Now, yeah. Oregon, uh, yeah. they had a bill that came across, HB 3214. Um, I did a show. You mm-hmm. passed me on a lot of information about it. I, I jumped onto the Googles mm-hmm. and, and started doing some research on it as well. So I did a show on HB 3214. That bill mm-hmm. was the was the God dang it. What was that? It was the it was not it's not called the rodeo. It was rodeo about, bill. Like, yeah, it was uh, about like they were trying to supposedly just ban is the activist that they were trying to ban um, circuses and other things like that and traveling a traveling ban and things of that nature. But within that ban, it was going to basically ban rodeo like for a lot of like a lot of rodeo events like um, bulls and um, any any steers and um, uh, if you travel longer than. I don't know if it was 10, 11 hours with your livestock on, on the trailer or your horses or anything, then you would get, you know, I think it was a felony. Um, there was a bunch of crap in there that was, it was just basically them trying to make it to where you couldn't rodeo anymore and you couldn't have circuses or exotic animals of any kind. There are some people that were, I know in the testimony that I heard that um, have turtles or lizards and stuff. They wouldn't have been able to have those or take those to shows or to kids, you know, events and things of that nature. And it was just ridiculous. And thank God it got shut down and didn't have enough support because we were really scared there for a minute. Yes. I remember we talked about it quite a few times and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It is the exotic animals exotic animals bill for traveling. And they've been trying to to mm-hmm. ban rodeo in your state for quite a while. So this yeah. obviously well, It is... would have even actually pushed in the 4-H kids, too. It would have pushed in the fairs, the 4-H kids and their steers. It would have pushed into all of that. So, so yeah. and it, 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 it got really good support when it went into vote. And then when actually mm-hmm. the vote went, it didn't pass. So... Tell us what, I know you don't know very much about it, but just tell us a little bit about what you know. Um, I just know that when I heard in the testimonies, I don't think that they, they keep on pushing these bills through and thinking that people aren't noticing and paying attention are. And um, so I think that it was just like one of those kind of backdoor something in. And um, so when they first did their initial voting, everybody voted for it. And they had it. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. We're good. Can you? It said, did you hear what it said? Told me. Yeah. I've never done a podcast, <laughs> nor have I ever had an earbud in my ear, so it just told me Bluetooth connected, battery yep. full. I don't know why it said that. Yeah, no, Anyways, um, so then when it when it got to the testimonies and everybody, there was everybody from rodeo committees, um, just farmers and 4-H parents and people with exotic, like I said, exotic like turtles and. Um, other things and uh, elephants and stuff of that nature, but everybody called and said their piece and it didn't get the standing that it needed. So luckily it was shot out. And that's good. It but passed other than the, that, that's all I really know. Yeah. It passed the uh, Oregon house 11 to nothing. 
So it, it looked like yeah, it was just going to steamroll right through. And then the Senate just didn't have enough votes, which is great because that affects not only you and your family and your ranch, but that affects a lot of people from Oregon that if yeah. this bill would have would have happened or would have passed, it would have bankrupted them. Yeah, um, we were literally saying if this bill passed that we were going to sell the ranch and be out <laughs> immediately. Because that's our, our livelihood and that's our life and that's everything we want to do. And so, um, but I also think that a lot of us in these situations, a lot of us farmers and ranchers and rodeo families and, you know, people need to start actually going after the people that are even writing these unconstitutional bills that are messing with our liberties and our ways of life because it's unconstitutional in itself. And I understand that there is people that abuse animals and they need to be held accountable, but there already is extreme laws and animal abuse here in Oregon. Like it's a felony, you know, and um, just trying to put more bans on things and hinder people from actually enjoying their, their lives and what they choose to do is got to be stopped. And I don't know what the hell it's going to take to do it, but. I haven't seen anybody actually go after and start suing these people individually for writing these bills in the first place. No, you're not going to, cause they have more money than you. And, and we but you don't even have to really have money. If it's a solid cut and dry situation where it can be proven that they actually infringed, right? Like why do you need a lot of money if it's cut and dry? Well, it's the, the lawyer fees, you know, it's all, it's all of that. Unless you do it yourself. No. I was going to say, who needs a lawyer, though, if you just know the law? Some people that need a lawyer. But isn't that an oxymoron? Because aren't lawyers, like, for the court? A little bit. A little bit. I I have several friends who are lawyers that they're, they're, you know, they're trying to do the best for their client. And I have one friend that, that... was a lawyer that became a judge and she's still in that position of trying to do the best that she can for the people who are now in front of her. So it's, but they have an obligation to the court. Um, it probably depends on the case in the trial. I, I would assume, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have an answer for that. I know what you're asking, but I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I know I'm trying to tiptoe on here. Okay. <laughs> My first time being on a podcast, I'm like, be good. You're doing, you're doing great. You're doing great. HB 3214 is going to spawn into Bill P3, and we'll talk about that next. But first, I want to talk about Snake River Rock Fest 2023. It is in Lewiston, Idaho at Nez Perce County Fairgrounds, July 14th and 15th. There are two separate days of concerts. On Friday, the main event is Tantric. On Saturday, Jack Russell's Great White. To get your tickets, go to AmericanWarfighters.com or Coleman Dynamart. This is a great event. It is by American Warfighters. They are producing this production of concerts for you so that they can raise money for veterans in crisis. Uh, Everything that that these American warfighters do is to help our veterans who have given so much for us, for our freedoms. If they are in need, if they're in crisis, if they need help with doctors, American warfighters are there for them, but they need to put on this concert. They need the people there to watch the show so that way they can have some money to help the veterans. 
So come on down, support our veterans, support American Warfighters, Snake River Rock Fest 2023, AmericanWarfighters.com, or get down to Coleman Dynamart to get your tickets. If you're in Washington, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, you're close enough. You can be there, and you'll meet me. I will be there on Friday to watch Tantric, maybe on Saturday. Don't know that yet, but we'll see what happens. But Friday for sure, I will be there. Come and find me. Snake River Rock Fest 2023. Um, so the next thing that is coming from that is is P3. What What is P3 about? So P3, if you can Google that um, really fast, because I can't on my phone, it's going to shut us down. Yep. I'm but right um, P3, um, if I'm remembering, because I can't, I had all my notes and my points that I was going to talk on. But if I get off of here, it won't let, it will close us down on my phone for some reason. So I can't look up anything that I was going to talk about. But um, so P3 is, can you read off the talking? The, I, have, um, uh, I have P3 Health Partner Oregon. That's providers and physicians, so that doesn't go with this. So maybe put in the P13, Oregon. Oregon, P13. Now, I think P13 already got shut down, but it's mimicking exactly the same thing as P13. Uh, Animal cruelty, renewed. So this is uh, Oregon update, renewed push for animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. So it's going to and be along it has those lines. Everything oh. to do, oh, everything to do with farming and ranching. Yeah. Also, uh, pet, uh, petition thirteen, Oregon Hunters Association. Um, it's an attempt to make the twenty twenty four ballot receiving ballots. Uh, that's a language riveting podcast right now. <laughs> Hang on, we're working on something. Oregon. We're going to have to edit so much out of this. <laughs> Uh, the Oregon Hunters Association. So they're, they made up another bill that has to do with hunting. Oh, well I is, and this is classic is they'll have a bill that it goes through. They'll go to rewrite it and then they'll add other stuff in. It's like the NASA bill that the, that the Senate had passed. So the original NASA bill was to, um, appropriate funding to certain projects to allow um, other land that NASA had to allow the public to lease the land off off of the, the federal land so that way NASA could have some money coming in that wasn't taxpayer money. And then there was a couple other stuff. So, But they needed to clean up the language, so they brought it back stripped it naked, filled it completely full of other stuff, took it to the house floor and they were just going to they were just going to put a vote in on it without reading it. And somebody's like, um, we need to read that. And it was I cannot remember mm-hmm. exactly what they had put in there, but they had changed it completely. I I want mm-hmm. uh, voters rights kind of come into mind when this comes to mind for this. And the mm-hmm. Republicans didn't pass it because it the bill had changed. So this right. is a common thing that you might get a bill back that it just needs to be cleaned up a little bit. The wording needs to be changed. And then you bring, you present it again saying, all right, we've, we've cleaned it up. Here's some, you know, here's some of the language. And then they just pass it without ever reading it. Well, now yeah. whatever you added and in, then they'll, now gets they'll passed. Try and, 
Yeah. And then they push it in at like 1 a.m. in the morning and tell them that they all need to vote on it by like a certain 9 a.m. And they don't even give them the opportunity to read through it at all. And I think that they should shut down any bill that comes through them, through to them like that, like any of them. But luckily, like before, they were just passing them anyway, even without their votes, because they had the whole house and the Senate. But now they don't. So hopefully things will change. Well, that's what the 20 were standing for. They wanted to have, when you when you bring in a bill, you get three days to or, or 48 hours to read the bill before voting on right. it. You just don't get it handed to you, and then you get 20 minutes to read, you know, 3,000 pages, and then you vote on it. it it's, what's the what's the point? So right. they, now they added in this, you know, the, that's what the, the 20 got, was they got 48 hours or 72 hours to be able to read bills, understand them, let lawyers look at them, and then you go and vote on them. Absolutely. But anything to do, they're they're coming after the agriculture community like nobody's business, and they're coming after the farmers and ranchers like nobody's business, and they're coming after everybody's land. And what people don't understand is how strong our Constitution is. And with the Ninth Amendment, none of that is supposed to be construed into anything other than what it says. And they keep trying to dumb it down and or make it out to be whatever they want it to be when it can't be. And the one thing that is never supposed to be taxed or taken or whatever is land, air, and water. What does law stand for? Land, air, and water. You know, you go back to common law. That's the law that we're under. And people are not fighting under that. You know, they're fighting in these other jurisdictions and these other places. And we need to go back to the, the land, you know, the land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to go back to the law of the land. So IP and, uh, 13 is this, um, is an attempt to criminalize hunting, fishing, trapping, raising, slaughtering livestock. Um, however, mm. this goes a little bit further. The new language cl- clearly defines artificial insemination, breeding practices as sexual assault, and also drastically mm-hmm. changing several other sections in the animal abuse status. Um, it says you can read the language in the text. So, so the, exactly what we just got talking about. Can you believe what you just read? Can you believe the words that you just read? No yeah. hunting, no fishing, no artificially inseminating a cow or a horse so that it has the best breeding stock and doesn't have to get in, you know, break its back or whatever by naturally breeding mm-hmm. is going to be potentially a sexual offense. Yeah. Are you reading that? Can you even believe this shit? This is just, this is what Joe Biden himself is trying to push. Remember, there was an I article that can't. came out that that he's trying to ban um, hunting within the United States because it's has to it's do with right guns. It's our right to food. It's our right to food. Mm-hmm. He can't. It's our right to food, and he can't ban us from fishing. They, they can't do this. They, they, yeah, it, no. I mean, there can't be that many dumb people and, and that are attorneys and other things. And even my question is, is why are all these attorneys asking for so much money to represent these things when it's literally protecting them also? Why are there not just attorneys out there just filing this shit and handling it with themselves? Well, that Branson and, um, What's that? 
what's that Branson and something he's representing himself and he's gotten it all the way to the Supreme court. Yeah. Appellate court or Supreme court or something like that. And that's on yeah. the, the, um, that's Rule on the 11. ballot. Yeah. That's the ballot, uh, fairness or ballot appropriations or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it had to do with the ballots and the counting of said ballots. Yeah. And it's like, how many people in Congress and whatever that are, and even Biden himself, that would be having to step down or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't quite, I didn't quite dive into that one. So that's, I was just waiting to hear what the outcome was on that. But, but this right here, I mean, this is, this is the goal, right? They want to, they want to take all of our individual rights, all of our individual liberties and, and hunting is mm-hmm. a necessity. It's not, it's not about going out there and, and sport hunting. Most hunters use all of the animal that they get, Absolutely. but also it helps control the population. You know, Montana, I know for sure. I don't know. I don't remember what Washington state does. It, it's been a long time since I've hunted in Washington state. Montana has a lottery, Montana, you put in for mm-hmm. your tags and then they, they, issue out a certain number of tags every year so you might put in Mm -hmm. for an elk you're not assured to get one you might put in for a cow elk and you might get one or the next year you put in for it it might be four years down the road until you get it again that's the the lottery system but that's how they manage the population in you know in the state of montana what do you know what do you know what it is in oregon is it a is it a lottery like that or is it Um, so we have a draw, we have, yeah, we have a draw and we have a pointing system for sure. And then there's like, um, BLM land where you can just put in for a tag. But I think they changed that this last year where you actually, where normally you could just go and get a tag. Um, I know I always did for archery and I could hunt on the BLMs out there in like central Oregon or any BLM actually. But, um, now I think they changed it to where for certain units you have to put in um, for a tag and, uh, hope to get drawn. But, um, yeah, so we got like a pointing system and a draw for certain units. So do you, do you bow hunt? Do you rifle hunt? What do you do? I do both. Um, I've always been raised archery with my dad and stuff ever since I could pick up a bow. We just went to archery shoots and, um, as soon as I could actually hunt, then that was the way that I started hunting. But I started doing rifle a couple of years ago, just because it was easier. <laughs> yeah. it was an easier hunt for me i mean i don't know if you've ever archery hunted but it's a lot of hiking in and it's a lot of you know pre-gaming and, and waiting. um yeah and when my dad got sick uh he's my hunting partner and so when dad got sick and he couldn't, he couldn't use his legs anymore and i had to go hunting by myself i was like well i think i'd like to do a rifle this year <laughs> so that's when i started hunting rifles but normally like just out there shooting coyotes and stuff like that like and rabbits and things of that nature but um rodents but that was my uh two years of hunting rifles i I think i'm gonna go back to archery i had my arms dealer on uh, a couple couple shows ago and he was he used the phrase i i archery shoot with training wheels so like the compound bow is is they were calling that with with uh, uh training wheels and then and then he's trying to move up to the recurve but he likes the training wheels better so i thought i thought that was pretty yeah. funny when he started using that that terminology <laughs> yeah i got a compound bow too 
They're, they're worth that for me. It, it's a little bit easier. They're worth that. It is. And I mean, call me lazy, I guess. But as long as I'm filling the freezer, I don't give a shit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's this this bill right here. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of glossing through all of this right here. And it's this is the the Biden administration what they are wanting. This I, I guarantee mm-hmm. that this was just taken off of their website and put right onto the Oregon website. Yeah, well, and it's all the animal activists and stuff too, you know. And fighting them is like hell. They don't I understand. Mean, they don't understand. So that so this right here, the artificial insemination and breeding practices as sexual assault. It is safer for the cows to be artificially inseminated than it is to have the bull naturally do it because the bull is very physical. The bull can sometimes mm-hmm. get stuck inside of their adults. Use your imagination. I'm not going to get graphic. They get stuck inside the cow and then they just rip it out causing pain and uh, you know a, a mass amount of bleeding for the cow. This is a much and safer. And they're back. Yeah, they're back too. Like, but there's a lot of things that can happen when they go to mount and stuff too. So it's just people that are uneducated that don't know jack shit about anything that has to do with it at all that just want to go out there and ban it. And honestly, I think that we should put a ban on them breeding. So there's I'm that. in favor of that. When I become governor, yeah. <laughs> I am going to pass a executive order that says if you're going to vote on a bill, you need to be hands-on with it. So if you're going to pass yeah. a gun bill, you have you have to have some time with a gun in your hand to show yourself why it is dangerous, why it is yeah. what you're saying it is. I, I believe that yep. they need to have some hands-on time. Actually, you know, let's just take this case. Actually go to a farm and watch it. Understand why they do what they do before voting on it. Because all you're doing... Kind of like this whole freaking thing of everybody saying that when we buck bulls, that we put the flank around their balls. Are you yeah. freaking kidding me? I can't. Every I hear it all the time. Bless their hearts for asking. Like, please ask. I want you to ask. Ask me all the questions because I want to educate people on it. But every single one of the people that have come up and asked me questions about it, that is the very first question. Do you actually tie a rope around their balls? No. No, we do not. It does not touch their balls. Okay. It's a rope that goes around them and it's not even touching that area. And just like, you know, if somebody comes up and tickles you on the side, that's going to make you jump, right? You're going to jump up a little bit because your side, everybody's sides are tickly for the most part. And so it's just a little thing on there that gives them a little tickle and makes them kick a little higher and that's it. And it's not even on there that tight whatsoever. And, and so, the bulls are bred that way. I've got a German short hair pointer. It is bred to chase birds. It is bred to point at birds. It is absolutely. bred to go get birds. You know, mm-hmm. police dogs, same thing. It's natural instinct in them. Bucking bulls Mm -hmm. don't want motherfuckers on their backs. I'm going to get you off, and then I'm going to go back and eat some hay and go flirt with the cows. That's what their job (laughs) is. They buck out in the field, though, too. Like, they they just love to buck. It's not, and it's like, for instance, at our house, I have a couple videos up on my social media. Like, we pull into the the ranch with the trailer, and you just see the bulls start running up, and they're kicking and bucking. And if we leave the bulls, we have to make sure somebody's here because if they don't get on that trailer, because they love getting on the trailer to go 
if they don't get on that trailer, they're depressed and they're trying to get out because they want to go, you oh. know? So people don't understand that it's not that, like, we don't have to work hard at getting them on the trailer. They want to get on the trailer. They know where they're going and they want to do it. So um, the whole aspect that people have or opinion that people have on it is just asinine when they have no knowledge of anything when it comes to the sport or the the way that these bulls really are. It's absolutely ridiculous what people say and they're, they believe what they hear. That's even the worst part is that they just believe what some dumbass told them and they don't actually have any facts. So do they under, do the bulls understand the performance? Do they understand yeah, they what, do. where they're at? I think they do. I think they do. Cause you can just tell like when they get into that shoot, and they get ready, they, they, they're wanting to get out there and do that, you know? And you can tell because their demeanor when they're out in the arena and when they're in the shoot and then once they're done, I'll send you some videos. You'll love it. So you'll see some of them where they're just like in there and they're getting ready and then they buck really hard and then the, the kid falls off and uh, they'll just turn back and look at them like, okay, we're, we're, we're done. And then you got to, there's one bull that we have in particular that has to get scratched after he bucks or else he's like, you know, upset or something. And so he'll go looking for Andy and be like, I did a good job, dad. Right. You know, and then he'll scratch him and then he'll go to his pen and then he'll be all good. But if he doesn't get a scratch and then he's over there pacing, like, where's my good reward for being a good boy and bucking hard. Like, That's awesome. I don't know. I just, I look at their demeanors and stuff and I kind of, you know, see how they, cause I, I wasn't into bulls, you know, bucking bulls. I, I was raised on cattle ranch. And so I, until I got with Andy, I didn't know much, you know, about it either. I just went to the rodeos all the time, but I didn't know much about the bull industry. And once, uh, getting around them and learning them, I wanted to really know, like, do they really like to do this? You know, and is this what they're for? And I've really come to see, like, they are mad if they don't get on the damn trailer and get to go to the rodeos. And when we come home from the rodeos, the ones that got left behind are mad as hell that they got left behind. But the ones that go are just, you know, happy as can be. So I just watch them and see have you ever been how they on act one? about it. Uh, I've sat on the back of one, but I'm not stupid enough to ride one, though. No. I mean, there's not enough beer in this world to get me to do that. No. What does it take to be a bull rider? <laughs> a little bit of crazy? Oh, shit, I don't know. A little bit of rock not, and roll? I'm not one. <laughs> I'm not one. I'm just a mama bear that loves them and feeds them, talks to them. But um, I don't know. That would be a question for Andy. You'll have to get him on here one of these times to ask him. I don't know what it takes to be a bull rider. I've, I've been told no that uh, you've got I'm, to have a screw loose and a little bit of chaos and that that's a bull. Yeah. Rider. There you go. Yeah. I'm not respect for him though. I mean, everybody's got their high, right. And I, I can only imagine what that adrenaline has got to be when you're always putting your life out there. And yeah, it's one of the most dangerous sports there is, you oh, know, hundred percent. I mean, we all, we all, Cowboy's I love the movie, uh, eight seconds and mm. you know, and, yeah. and you can see how fast and you know yes that is a movie but it is pretty mm-hmm. it is pretty true with how you think that yeah. you're away from that bull and how fast it's on you and then mm-hmm. boom it's Absolutely. in your ribs and it or you get flung off and he's right there on you pushing you or you know what whatever the yeah. situation but they're so quick yeah absolutely that that movie so so real in so many ways I feel like because uh, Tuff Heaterman even plays in it, you know, and that was, it was his, it was his best friend. And um, so I love that movie so much.
I want to talk about our sheriffs next and the importance of them. But first, let's talk about Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane. Get down there, Jacob and the staff. They have the coldest beer in town, best food in town, and then go walk the riverfront park. And when you're done, come back. Come back, have fun, take some jello shots, play a couple games, talk to some new people, make new friends. That's what it's all about. Crave Eats Drinks Nightlife downtown Spokane. What was the other information that you just sent me with the sheriffs? You said you sent me these links for the sheriff. You said read this or Google it, read it, and then and then we'll talk about it. So I, I yeah. got into it, but it's about the sheriffs. What are what are, what were you wanting me to understand with the with that? Well, in our state, um, so my grandfather was one of the, the second longest sitting sheriff an elected sheriff in all of Oregon. And um, he was a constitutional sheriff. And um, the way that I have been brought up to know how the way the sheriffs get elected and appointed is totally different than what I'm seeing happening in the past couple, I don't know, like 20 years, maybe, maybe less. But um, another sheriff was retiring after he just got elected. And, um, now the county commissioners are appointing and I am seeing this happen all the time. So this is the, I, I believe don't quote me on this, but I believe this is the fourth time that this, um, department or office, sheriff office on the department, um, has appointed instead of giving it to the people to vote, which that's, it's supposed to be our vote. We're supposed to be able to pick the sheriff that represents and protects our, constitutional rights right and they just keep pulling this i'm going to retire earlier i'm going to transfer or what have you um way of doing things and then they don't finish out their full term which is four years and then they get appointed by the county commissioners and i just feel that it shouldn't be doing it shouldn't be happening and it's not just one county if you look into it like i've been looking into it Almost every county, the sheriffs are doing that. It's like a new buddy boy system or some shit that they pull this. And I don't know where it's coming from, where it started and why, but I feel like it's kind of frauding us out of who we elected to be our sheriff or re- sheriff and represent us. And I want to get down to the bottom of it and figure out what the hell is going on. Because when you look at other states, their sheriffs don't do that. They finish out their term unless there's an emergency. And I feel like that maybe they sound like a loophole or something to where they can just step down whenever um, and not finish out their term that they were elected for and that it might be being abused, you know? And I don't think that that's right. And I don't think that the county commissioners should be the ones to make that decision unless it's an emergency. Correct. You know, and if it is, like, I I would hope that they would make an emergency vote for the county to to be the ones to pick who is going to be their sheriff to protect them from them, you know, protect them from the government and government overreach, especially with all the shit we have going on right now. Our, our sheriffs are our last line of defense and they're the ones that are supposed to stand up and protect us in our counties. And if we have County commissioners being the one to make those decisions and we don't agree with our County commissioners, that's just, I don't see that that's fair. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's right. Your sheriff so. is so vital. Your sheriff is important in the fact yeah. that if, if let's just say it is the ATF, the ATF shows up, they start going door to door. Hey, we want to know exactly what guns you have. We, we're going to start confiscating guns. The first person you mm-hmm. call is your sheriff because Absolutely. he is the highest authority in the land because he's an elected official. He's not hired. He's an elected mm-hmm. official. And if, and if you have the only elected constitutionally, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is important. It's important to understand who your sheriff is. When you go to vote, you've got to think of these outside the box situations on the tyrannical Mm -hmm. side of what the government can do. And how is your sheriff going to protect you from this? Those are questions Mm -hmm. that need to be asked. And we actually just had a, Mm -hmm. had a, um, our, our new sheriff got voted in Ozzy retired Knezovich. And now we've got, um, Mm -hmm. uh, John, um, John, John Nichols is in there and, and, I believe he's kind of on the same. I think he's on our side on this. I believe he's, you know, he's pro two a, he's pro constitution. He's pro, um, you know, our, our, what, what we believe uh, patriotism. And I would, I would hope that in that situation where it's, it's a tyrannical government comes in or, you know, Jane'sley starts doing some bullshit stuff. He's going to step in. I I believe that that is, that is him. Let's hope. That's why everybody sits back and waits to see what the sheriffs have to say when all these bullshit laws get passed. Because that is the reason why everybody waits to hear is because the sheriff makes the ultimate decision on if that shit's going to fall or, you know, play out in their county or not. Mm-hmm. And these people, I think that people need to understand how important the sheriff is and that they're actually more important than probably almost anybody else you probably vote for because they override the governor, they override the president of the United States, they override all of that. And if you don't have a good constitutional sheriff in your county, you're fucked, man. In my opinion, you know? And the other thing that really bothered me, which that's why I sent you that link, is I asked you, how many times do you hear them speak about the Constitution in that whole entire interview, which was them interviewing six deputies to be appointed? Out of the county commissioners and the deputies, how many times did you hear them bring up the Constitution? I Not don't one remember. Yeah, I, 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 I don't was remember. sitting there for almost seven hours, and I, I didn't hear the Constitution get brought up one time, one time, and that that really bothered me. Yeah, that made me open my eyes to this is not good. Yeah, the main number one job is protecting the people within the community and the county, and um that it didn't get brought up once. So, yeah. What I, what I found interesting is, and and I've tried to look to see how many number of people this is, how many number, what is the number of sheriffs it takes to remove the governor from his seat? Only the sheriff can do that. So how tyrannical, yeah. How tyrannical, you know, let's just take our, our two governors and they're one and the same. How, what, what do they have to do to get the sheriffs pissed off enough to just remove them from their seat? And I've, and well, I've I think looked that, for that answer and I can't find it. Well, anything unconstitutional that they're pushing on the people can be brought up on a charge, you know, I mean, that falls under, you know, um, title 18 us code two or 241 and 242. If they're, you know, two people will conspire. I mean, I can go on, but I won't. Um, and then, um, I think it's like, a 
state we just had a an assault rifle ban that went through that is completely unconstitutional and yet our sheriffs mm-hmm. have come out saying we're not upholding this law you know when the the brace the right. atf came out with the brace um stock that if you don't get this registered by this certain date we're gonna sheriffs are like we're not upholding this it's unconstitutional you have no authority and so they they right. jumped out there well washington state hopefully the lawsuits gets gets this assault rifle ban overturned but but even if they don't even if they don't get overturned that's where your sheriff is like they're saying they won't enforce this it's unconstitutional Mm -hmm. and it's going to take somebody actually getting in trouble for it to take it to court and really take it to the highest court and hopefully the right person you know will be the one they pick on and then they'll find out how unconstitutional it is but your sheriff will not do it and they don't want to find them in a heat of legal trouble either you know because all of their their budget money and their tax money that they have to deal with within their um office they don't want to spend that on court being sued you know yeah correct they they've they have their office now um uh, the sheriff is responsible for all of the people under him i didn't know that they're responsible Mm -hmm. for hiring the 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 i'm gonna call it secretaries and i know that that's a misjustice of everything that the people under them do but the secretaries and the and the other workers that are going the sheriff hires all of them i did not know that yeah so i don't know much about all of that stuff i do know like the deputies and keeping those people on and i know that they're um over their own um tax uh stuff but whoa um, but as far as that hiring and stuff, I don't know about that. I know my grandpa hired his own, uh, secretary and, um, dispatcher and detectives and every, everything like that. But, um, how long was your grandpa? As as sheriff um, he was, uh, sitting sheriff and sorry, sitting sheriff and elected sheriff for, I think 21 years, almost 22 years. Wow. The, he's the second, second longest. Uh, sitting sheriff that was elected in Oregon. That's a good term. Hold on, my earbuds falling out. The other, the other thing I can was you hear gonna, me? yep, I can hear you. The other thing I was going to ask you okay. is you you brought up Marion County. We have mm-hmm. Oregon. Cer- certain counties are trying to join mm-hmm. with Idaho. Are is your yeah. county one of those that's trying to join with Idaho? And then my second question off of that is why Idaho? Why not Eastern Washington? 
<laughs> because Washington screwed up, man. Uh, Washington's not doing any better than Oregon or anything else. So, and Idaho's got <clears throat> a lot of good stuff happening there. So, I think that's why everybody's looking at They're more, they're Republican, more red. And they're more for their people instead of for government. That's my opinion. So, the sound that you guys I just heard is the, that. that's the Traeger. So she's opening up, checking, yeah. checking the meat, and then she's closing it. That's what that sound is. <laughs> just so you guys know, <laughs> I thought I thought you <laughs> were like next that. to a jet engine. It's like, oh, is oh, that no, what it sounds like? Yeah, oh, man. yeah. It sounds it sounds oh. brutal. Uh, oh, sorry about that. No, you're good. Sorry you're good. That. Now we know what it is, and it's like, yeah, I can smell it too. Mm. <laughs> so it I smells need- bomb. I keep worrying that I'm going to burn everything, but. Have you ever made what shotgun shells? Yeah, my dad my dad make, made them all the time. I tried to get his uh setup, but it's still at the house. But um yeah, I've made some shotgun shells. So I I tried doing that because I, I don't have a trigger. I don't have a smoker. I just have the my regular mm-hmm. barbecue. So I tried making it low really low heat and cooking it while I was still getting flames. And I didn't use enough bacon. I used a jalapeno sausage mixed with uh, uh, cream cheese. Wait, wait. I'm thinking like, what are you talking no, about? No, not, not shotgun like shells. Shot- I thought that's what you were going for. Not shotgun shells for like, oh, a, like a gun. Oh, I'm like, wait I'm talking a about, minute. I'm talking about shotgun shells that you eat that got meat and cheese in there and you, and you smoke them on the Traeger. No, I have not done that. I don't even know. Okay. No, so okay. no, that one I have not. So, so I'm a foodie. I love food, and and this is the TikTok thing that was just going crazy there for about two months. So you get manicotti noodles. The trick is, and and they mm-hmm. say you don't have to boil these. Just fill, just stuff them full, and the bacon will will take them. I've had a lot of people mm-hmm. that have tried that, and they're still crunchy. So I boiled mine until they were just past the the flimsy mark, and then I stopped it. So mm. they were still firm, but yet pliable. So I'm, then I made a mixture of, right. of, of jalapeno sausage, uh, Parmesan cheese, uh, sour cream, and then a bunch of, of seasonings. Just mixed it all together with my hands, filled the manicotti noodles and then uh, wrapped them in bacon. I didn't use enough bacon. I know that that's a sin in some states. I didn't use enough bacon around the manicotti <laughs> or yeah, around the manicotti noodles. So when I was trying to rotate them, the bacon kept falling off. I didn't wrap them com- completely like you should. So that was one mistake I had. But the inside stuff, the seasoning, the the ones that did turn out fucking phenomenal phenomenal dude you got me like over here like you're the guy you always invite you know out hunting or camping because i want some i bring goodies <laughs> yes that's yes i want to try that now now i'm gonna have to google it or something you're gonna send me that recipe so and the up in my area where i'm at in spokane they had a manicotti shortage the other side of town they kept saying mm-hmm. yeah we've got them in our store we've got them in our store my store we didn't have them for about six months so once they did come in, them or what? I don't know. You know, we, well, we went through, we, we would lose like Nally chili. We didn't have Nally chili for six months or eight months, something like that. So we had, we had something mm. else, but, 
But yeah, Nally Chili was one. These manicotti noodles. Like our store would go through ebbs and flows. Like if you lost it one week, whatever product it was, it would come back next week and then it would be gone the next week and then it'd be back. And it, our store really fluctuated with what they were getting. Um, it seems to. Are you in a small town or are you in a bigger? I'm in I'm in Spokane, but but Spokane is a Spokane is a legit 15 minute city. I was having this conversation with somebody else. You've got the South Hill, you've got the Valley, you've got the North Side, which is two different sections, and they're all 15 right. minute cities. And it's how it was just designed. I don't know if that's what they meant it to be, but it is a 15 minute city. So we've got we've got everything that we need. If we were ever to just have the 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 rug pulled out from under us we're fucked because we're sitting in our 15 minute city as it is so yeah well i think that uh portland is that too yep portland's dying because portland portland is dying for the infrastructure and they need the federal money so they've absolutely cleveland portland um uh, San Jose, Orlando, they're all begging to become 15-minute cities so that they can get that federal money to help build, rebuild their infrastructure. That's why when that's why when BLM and, uh, and Antifa, those those cucks, were burning down Portland, Portland didn't care because they know that they're that this plan of rebuilding their city to make it a 15-minute city is right around the corner. That's why they don't care. They're letting it die on purpose. I'm really worried about what's going to happen with fire season right now, especially with what's going on in Canada. Cause I know like we had to evacuate the last time too. Yeah. Oregon got bad I mean, last year. Yeah. I'm just worried that they have a plan, you know, to maybe do something that's not worth. And that was just a trial run. That was like two years ago or something. Like yeah. It's, it's, you know, if you believe in the, in the 15 minute cities, if you believe in why, the 15 minute cities are, are being proposed and being enacted. They have to get the people in the country into the city, into apartments. The only way to, and do, the best that, way to do that is burn us out. Yeah. Burn you out, starve you out or, or exactly. hazardous material, pollute you out, which is what happened in Palestine, Ohio. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and I, I sent a message to, do you know who unbreakable is on TikTok? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she made a video saying, "Is it a she or a he?" I don't even she. know. I just yeah, it's it's a she. Um, so she made a video saying that these fifteen minute cities weren't for us; it was for the elites. It's for you know the 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 apartment life is so that the elites get there. And she, I, to me, I think she's very wrong. Now we all have our own ideas. That's great. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything bad, but why would the elites who have, let's just take Malibu homes. They're on the beach. They're, you know, 500 square foot or 500, you know, 5,000 square foot homes on a beach. You know, it's, it's a luxury house swimming. Pools. Right. Why would they leave that to go to an apartment? And then no, not just an apartment, it's an apartment for like three families to live in there. That, exactly. You no, know, that's that was my. So I said, "Hey, yeah. why don't you come on to the show? We'll talk about this." So, but she 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 hasn't yeah. answered back yet. But but that's that's it's my hundred percent to have control. Like, look at all the cameras around. I mean, I don't know if you have them all over out there, but we sure the hell do here. Um, they're everywhere, and they're trying to do these facial recognition and all this stuff, and they want you in the city so that they can control you because that um, 
uh, credit score thing, like what they have in Beijing, China, which they've had since like 2014 or something like that. They literally, you jaywalk. They take money out of your account immediately. Like mm-hmm. they are so connected with them down there. And you would say anything ill on social media. You can't travel. You buy too much meat. You, like it's a legit thing. Like I think people don't realize that it's actually happening already and has been in China for a while. And that's where they're getting all these ideas. And it is 15 minute cities in China. It is, you can only go within a certain radius and you have to do certain labor for the County and actually go out and like, you know, do concrete or pick up garbage or whatever in order to get any points of of anything. Tell on your neighbors, rat out your neighbors. Like it is insane. And people are just thinking, Oh, that'll never happen here. It already is. You've got you've got you've got mayors. So there's the council of forty, which is the the council of forty mayors, that they are actively a group trying to get more recruit more cities into this council to become more fifteen minute cities. It's Mm -hmm. not about the money. Our federal government is going to print off whatever they need to to satisfy what the needs are of these cities to make them become Mm -hmm. 15-minute cities. And and the social credit score, the central bank with the digital currency, FedNow, it's all all combined together. If you start speaking out, I've got my podcast. I, I, I hammer the Biden administration as often as I can. My social credit score is probably negative five thousand. If it was a, if, hey. if we were playing at that, so it's if you speak out, you get docked. If you buy too much burger, like you said, like you're having steaks tonight or you're having pork tonight, if you want to have burgers on Sunday night, now nope, that that's too much. That's too much meat. That's against your uh, carbon footprint. We're gonna we're gonna. What is um, going on? What's playing around? I thought I had bullets fighting. Sorry. <laughs> they're out there fighting. Uh, I thought there was. There's a lot of dust, and then um, Johnny Bravo was fucking and kicking by something. Normally, when they get all worked up and all the bulls get worked up, somebody's normally fighting. Gotcha, gotcha. They're good. Sorry about that. So, so yeah, the you know the social credit score is a legit thing, and I don't know why my more people aren't at least looking into it. And I've always said this about conspiracy theorists or the, the people who aren't conspiracy theorists. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter if you believe what they're saying or not, you should at least look into it and just, just, right. just dabble. And too many people have their face down, butt up and they don't want to deal with any of this stuff. If they want to move me into an apartment building, I'll just move into the apartment building. No problem. They're going to take care of me? Yeah, no that's problem. what they're saying. I'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Hey, it's about to get loud for a second. I'm going to grab my I want to bring up an organization that I've talked about the last couple episodes. It is Change Unchained. You can find them at changeunchained.com, as well as the same name on TikTok and Instagram. They are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. They provide temporary living quarters for survivors of trafficking as well as exploitation in the tiny homes at the Burn It Down Ranch. This is a search and rescue team from badass vets, Troy and Tiffany Yusufer. They've been working anti-trafficking since 2012. This is a great organization. If you would like to help donate, get on changeunchained.com backslash donation or just get on their website and you can filter your way through. They have two 
or three permanent homes right now or tiny homes right now. They are working on another one and then another one and then another one. It's going to be a badass ranch for the survivors that they are able to find in the trafficking. If you want to help them out, changeunchained.com. Do you have a vacation or a travel plans that you've been making? If you have, go to evotravelagent.com backslash Daniel Rude. Evolution Travel, that's the place you need to go. They'll save you money. They'll do all the expert work to get you the best rates on hotels, on rental cars, and your travel plans. Evolution Travel, go check it out. Check out my cousin Daniel. He will point you in the right direction. So the, I know that you're you're getting ready to eat here. You just pulled everything off the trigger. One thing that you yeah. sent me the other day, and it is absolutely fascinating to me because I'm I'm on this Antarctica kick, that rabbit hole, aliens, all that stuff. Tell us the story about the cow at your. Is it your grandma or is it your aunt? It's my aunt. It's your aunt. Yeah. Tell us about the cow mm-hmm. at your aunt's house. Okay, so um, my aunt that lives out in Ashwood, Oregon, she uh, was out checking her cows and found one of her cows mutilated. And I don't know if you've, I'm sure you have gone and down the rabbit hole now and looked up how many cattle have been mutilated in Oregon or all over for that matter. And there's a lot and it is unbelievable. Yeah. There's no, nobody, so they drain all of the blood or, whatever the hell this thing is it's not of this world i know that um there's no blood there's no trace of blood they take all the private parts and um so the anus the the vaginal area the udders the lips the tongue the eyes and um i believe that's it and all the blood's gone no insects will touch it um no animals will touch it and there's no like cutting marks there's no laser marks there's no chewing marks there's no nobody no scientists no nobody can figure out what removed this or how and then there's no footprints there's no nothing nothing i would be interested and my cousin had it happen too last year yeah go ahead Crazy. tell the, tell, that, tell that story tell that story so I didn't talk to Elise that much about it. I just seen her post and then shared it. Um, but they were out checking their cows and found two of their cows mutilated. Same my thing. aunt did tell me. Yeah. And my aunt did tell me that um, her neighbor had had cattle mutilated as well. But people are getting so sick of turning it in because nothing can happen. Nobody, Nothing happens. Nobody has a rhyme or reason. And then your ranch just turns into a freak show of mm-hmm. everybody showing up on, you know, curious. So, um, I don't think that rancher reported it, but, uh, he had had two cattle mutilated. And the weird thing that she told me the other day is that the day that he had that happen, she had gone outside and, um, seen some of her cows running up the brim when she could, she should be able to hear them, you know, and, but she couldn't hear them. And she knows when she steps outside of a ranch, you just kind of know your, your sounds, you know, and what your ranch makes and all what you normally would hear. And she couldn't hear anything. It was like an odd moment she said. And, um, 
she could see that her one of her cows that was running up the bram was like bellowing, but she couldn't hear it, which she should be able to hear it. And she talked to her neighbor the next day, and she he said, "Oh yeah, I found those two cows mutilated." And she's like, "I wonder if something like you know unnatural, like super alien something, mm-hmm. just shut everything of noise down because they were actually doing it at that time, you know." I don't know. That's just something that she said that she thought was a theory of like, maybe that was the moment. And then there was just like some crazy shit happening. And she well, there was a ranch in Washington state as well. Um, mm-hmm. The farmers were out on the other, other pasture. They heard this squeal or the scream or mm-hmm. something. So they come running across. Well, they found the carcass of the cow and then they found everything Mm -hmm. else away there's no blood there's no trace of blood there's there is nothing it is is surgical precision to get the carcass out the bones out the skeleton out and it was done it was done that that. fast yeah you know and and, i uh, just i mean it's got to be like government I don't know, like aliens or government, freaking, I don't know. What do you think? uh, It's got to be aliens. It has, and as crazy as that sounds, it has to be. Because a human is not going to do it. Like in the story that I told, it it happened that fast. Because they ran from one field to the other, and this thing was separated, bones to muscle Mm -hmm. to skin, and there's no blood anywhere. The blood is completely gone. Yeah, and, and she said her one of her neighbor's cows that um, he found, you could tell that it had been, he felt that it had been dropped from the sky. Mm-hmm. He's like, because all the bones and stuff were broken and that tree branches and stuff were broken on where it had laid under. That was something else that was different that I hadn't heard from any of the other stories. But uh, On the That's- Joe Rogan podcast, I don't, I don't know what farm it was, um, but they had four bulls in this pen that the farmer mm-hmm. was having all sorts of stuff, all sorts of activity going on around the, the, the farm. They could not mm-hmm. lose these bulls. These bulls are what ran this farm. They're, they're the moneymaker of the farm or the, or the right. ranch. They walked outside one day and they were gone. Didn't know where they were at. Freaked out, couldn't find them. And then they went to this little trailer to where all four of these bulls were in this little, I, I, I think it's a camper. There is no way what? that these bulls are getting into this camper and then in there just perfectly to fit. And I, and if I remember right, it's what? a, it's a camper that fits on the back of your, of your pickup. And they just, they what were in, in there. the actual, yep. That's on a Joe Rogan. I'm gonna have to go that look was. that up. I'll, I'll text that show to you. I'll. I don't remember which one it was, but I'll. I'll find it out and I'll send it to you. And I am. I am on this yeah. kick, like I said, with Antarctica, with with aliens, with because I don't. I don't. What about the Antarctica? What are you talking about? So Antarctica. There's two things with Antarctica. We are, and and I don't. I don't know if I if I believe we are a flat Earth. But you can make a damn good story, mm-hmm. and and we could we can have a conversation about it. So our world is revolved around an ice ring, and then there's there's other mm-hmm. continents past the ice ring. There's more land past the ice ring, 
but we're held right. in this. Okay. So that's one, that's mm-hmm. one theory. Antarctica is that ice ring. Okay. The other, the other thing right. too, is we know after world war two, the Germans disbanded, whether you believe Hitler died or not, we that's regardless. Half of their, right. their military went to Antarctica. The other half went to Argentina. When they left, when these when these soldiers, these Nazi soldiers, German army left the Antarctica, they came back talking about aliens. They came back, you know, just different, completely odd because of what they had seen. You have right. uh, you have David Byrd, Admiral David Byrd, who has a a story of him going down there and then his plane getting taken in like a tractor beam. They had no control landed and he talked to this higher being this this alien let's just let's just say for for time's sake and Mm -hmm. he talked to him about the technology that we use so basically nuclear power that we are getting to the point where our species is dangerous because we are going to use nuclear power the aliens won't let us do it so they, you know, it's this this whole thing, and this is this is Admiral David Byrd, and then he's like, you you have to get back, and you have to you have to tell the people to stop fucking around with nuclear power, basically nuclear weapons. So, right, I believe that there, because when you go down there, you have the the Antarctic Treaty, okay, that Putin What's just that? pulled himself out of. So this treaty is to is a neutral area. All of these these countries, there's like 25, 23 world of the largest countries, they all have this treaty that Antarctica is off limits. You can go down there, you can train down there, but it is we, we do not fight over it. We do not, you know, we don't fight it to it, for it. We, it's, it's a sovereign area. We don't touch it. And that was the treaty, mm-hmm. okay? When, when if you go down there, let's say you wanted to book a flight or book a cruise ship or fly yourself down there, you can only go to a small mm-hmm. little parcel of Antarctica. And that's even if you're allowed. Mm-hmm. You have to fill out a, a this paperwork, this application to even be allowed to think about going down there. And then what you get to wow. see is a very small <clears throat> snippet. So they tell you it's covered in ice. They tell you it's unsearchable. They tell you all this stuff, but who's actually seen it? So there's a lot to do with that. Now, no one. Now, if you want to, if and hasn't you wanna, there been like planes that tried to fly like through the like snow fly zone just to see? I'm they they very easily might have, and they they'll get shot down or they're escorted out or something along those. I lines. I feel like I've heard something about someone saying that they flew past the point that they weren't supposed to. I'd be interested to know who it was and what they saw. Yeah, it was actually (laughs) on TikTok, so I don't know. You'll have to go look that one up. So, but I I don't, I believe that we're not alone. I I think that, that it would be narcissistic of us to think that we're the only planet with any life on it. So I, I kind of also believe that aliens don't come from the sky. They don't come from outer space. They come from the ocean. And I get that belief Mm -hmm. from, uh, David favor, who is in, who was an air force pilot, a top gun pilot, actually, 
that made actual contact with a TikTok, with a Tic Tac, and that's what they called it. It's a it's a UFO. It looks like a Tic Tac in the video, and hmm. how it moved at the quickest movements was it was just and it was a it's a minute and a half or a two and a half minute video is all it is. That was all the contact, and they looked at each other. This spaceship and him looked at each other like they analyzed each other, waiting for each other to figure out what they were doing. And then the TikTok left, the Tic Tac left. But he, <laughs> but he went in, he went either went down into the water or he came out of the water. I can't remember which one it was, but I think I've seen that. Yeah. I, I think I've seen that. There's just so much. And I think it came out of the water, though. I think it came out of the water. You know, and, and we've mm-hmm. and there has been several instances where they've they've had these spaceships, we'll just call them, that they come out of mm-hmm. the water. So why is it that we think that the space aliens are coming out of space when they're probably coming from the depths of the ocean? Because what the government tells you is the polar opposite, right? You so they say it something. comes from space, so it comes from water, probably. I would imagine. It's 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 an very interesting rabbit hole to be in because there there I is know, and no then even path. when you go down the rabbit hole, you're like, what do you believe? Yeah, like kind of like those giants and like and uh, what is it? It's not Afghanistan and Iraq. Have you heard about the giants? Um, from the oh the river that just dried up. No, the giants that like um these military men um found. And I'll send you the TikTok. I'll send it to you. So then I asked my buddy, Justin, who did 11 tours. Um, and I think he did um, nine in Iraq or Afghanistan. I can't remember. I get a messed up. But anyways, I asked him, like, is this true? And he legitimately told me last night because I sent him the thing. And he's like, yeah, I guess it is. I never seen them when I was there. But the whole, like, community talked about them mm-hmm. and that they had seen them. And I was like, oh, my gosh. They're saying these guys are, like. 12 to 15 feet tall and like ginormously just like yoked out dudes with red hair. And, um, they live up in the desert and the mountains. And, so, so what, yeah. well, what do we know from the tombs? What do we know from the structures in the grand Canyon? What do we know from all of these, these places where they have the hieroglyphic 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 man, glyphics yeah, whatever. They have huge <laughs> doorways, right? So they had right. to have been big yeah. fucking giants roaming the world. Like like yeah. Vikings before Vikings. Like that that type mm-hmm. of thing. So you've got these huge doorways. Well, if you go back and you look through actually a person that I follow is twenty three wake and he does some great video breakdowns of um, humans and or giants that. Okay, let me let me back up. Let me back up. So, it is very easy to say that our world is in its. I thought it was like our third. This is the third time that this world has started over, but there is proof that there has been multiple generations or multiple, you know settlements of, of humans many times over before us. So, but, but that's a different conversation. So if you go to the generation before <laughs> us, there are 
humans in rock form that it's like either a a nuclear bomb went off and it just created so much lava that it covered everything so these giants just laid down in the rocks and they knew they were dying so they just they got into a peaceful place and then they got covered with with lava because they came into a rock form um What's the movie? What's the movie with the rock and the Samoan, the Samoan girl? I have no idea. Oh man. So, but anyway, in this, in this, in it's this where the mountain moves. Like the there was this part where the the mountain lady got up and she started dancing, and then she lays down. Well, it matches perfectly to an actual place outside of Japan where it looks like somebody is laying there with their head on their arms as a, they're, they're tucked underneath her. It is just crazy. You can see the hips and you can see where the legs are. And if, and maybe it's just, maybe it's just a mind fuck. Maybe it, they're just manipulating our, our eyeballs, but the store, I mean, you could sell me on the story. Well, what about, what do you think about this stuff where people are seeing all this stuff in the sky? Do you think that that's, um, I think that's, you know, I think it's operation, um, blue. Beam. I do too. Like, it's like a, yes, absolutely. So you seen what happened in Spain yesterday? Like where they seen like all this like alien looking activity going on. Yeah. That, that I, yeah, no, I don't believe that. And I don't know why. I don't either. And then there was, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but people were calling this like two years ago when COVID came. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, well, you know how they can make it to where it looks like Michael Jackson's there. Or they were putting all these things up in the sky and making it look like, you know, people <clears throat> that have passed away were there and all these things that they can do that look like reality. And like, you could have like a virtually reality, like person in your living room that looks like they're in your living room giving a speech, but yet they're in like totally different country. Correct. So it's all, yeah. yeah. And, and if you want to go down that rabbit hole, that's how nine 11 happened. The trade center wasn't, the trade center wasn't hit by planes. Multiple planes. I, I, I think there was one cause there was enough wreckage, but like the Pentagon, that was a missile. The plane, Did they really find any wreckage? I thought that they never found at, any. Not wreckage, at the Pentagon. Like any, not at the Pentagon. But they did at nine eleven at the um, at towers. The, at the towers, I believe there was one. I, I but I uh, even then I don't. I'm drawing a blank trying to remember that. But even in the if you slow down the video footage of the second plane that was supposedly hit the tower, you see the nose mm -hmm. come out the other <laughs> side. There is no way. <laughs> There is no way. And then, and then. This isn't I, even a laughing matter. I don't know why I just laughed because nothing about that was funny. There's so many no. people that were laughing. Well, I, I had, I had on freedom stick, three rows packing Patriot. It was my new year's Eve special. We talk about nine 11 conspiracies. It is a great mm -hmm. show because they break it down. Uh, freedom stick has written uh, this, a couple different papers on that. If you go and is what he tried doing was <clears throat> out of the freedom of information act, getting the, f the mm -hmm. fire code or the fire, um, some form it's classified. He can't get it to understand the fire. Oh, you mean like for that they pass because they passed 
so that they pass their um, building inspection or something? Something along that. Yeah, something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was writing a paper on it. He was just writing a paper on it. He just wanted the information, and he couldn't get this on the fire spectrum or the fire breakdown or whatever. It And the steel beams would have melted, not be cut. It's, it's all the whole thing is crazy. And I never wanted to go there. I'm still going to go back and listen. Yeah, go back and listen to that show. It's a great show. And I never wanted to go because I didn't want to believe our government would do that to its own people. But the more information, and I believe yeah. I believe we are going to get hit with a bunch of information that is new coming out of that from 9-11. I think we're going to live in this time where we're going to know the truth about 9-11. But how messed up is it that we have to wait that many years to get the truth? And then them trying to make it to where what was in the COVID vaccines and everything not be able to be unsealed or heard about for 75 years. Mm -hmm. Like what they're doing and people are not waking up to it is unbelievable. Like even my own family, I have some family members that are fully vaccinated and fully jabbed and everything. And anything that you try and share with them, they just don't believe it. And I'm like, they literally tried to seal what was in the vaccines for 75 years. So mm-hmm. we would all be dead and gone when the information came out. Like if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what does. Yeah. And then well, now that you JFK? know what's in it, you still like, I know. And that stuff in itself, everything. I, I just, I worry that everybody is under like hypnosis or something. Like they watched a video game or a TV show or something like that. And, we're put under a spell and now they're all fucking batshit crazy and can't snap out of it. And they're just walking robots for the government to, you know, sigh up craziness. Have, have you seen the movie <clears throat> called they live with rowdy, rowdy Piper? No, I'm not really a TV person. So he has these glasses watch movies or TV that really. he's able to see, like he's awake, like he's, he's one of us and he, but he has mm-hmm. these special glasses that he can see other people who are living in this trance. They don't want to see things, the face down, butt up people, but they look like aliens. So that that's the glasses. Well, he came across another actual male, just like him. And the other dude was thinking, this is some crazy guy. You know, he was wanting to fight with them and all this stuff until he put on the glasses. And then he saw, well, now this, this message is getting out saying, Hey, this guy can see us. He, he knows that we're, we're just zombies walking around and we, we, we just do whatever we're told. He's a free thinker. We've right. got to be careful of him. So it's, it's a, it, it basically, it's a documentary. So of what's is there going like on nobody right else that's like him? Like everybody's kind of a freak? No, what? there, there are people out there, but when you take the glasses off, everybody looks the same. But once you put it on, then you can tell the difference. It's called They Live. And that's exactly what they do. Like, men in black now. I look at everything totally different. I'm like, what if all those little alien motherfuckers and men in black were actually real? <laughs> like, you know? Like, what if all of that is 100% real? You're probably going to delete this whole entire podcast no. because I totally no, I have been it. so nervous. I love and it. Freaking- been talking about the dumbest shit, but and not very good with my words. But I'm I'm nervous. I'm so nervous. No, but um, the Men in Black stuff is really got me going. Have you thought about that? Like, well, and then how he like re-races his mind with that little gadget mm-hmm. thingy. Well, they had a they have a part in that movie where they talk about what's going on today. 
they talk about a a vaccine that starts changing people and the and tommy lee jones and will smith were sitting somewhere i I don't know the exact setting but they were having a conversation about what is going on today like they they foreshadowed in man in black like the hollywood doesn't have a problem telling us what's going on or what's about to happen i know they They do it in music and movies i feel like all the time all the time. And then and I was happens. a big fan of X-Files and now I'm like, wow. Okay. You know, it's crazy. it is insane. <laughs> and all we want to know is the truth and what's really going on. And I think that that's how they drain us and get us into their little things is by keeping us always in fight or flight mode. Yeah, always trying correct. to figure it out. Well, what Obama until said, they break us. Obama said, fill the town square with as much information with as much disinformation, half truths, propaganda, and a little bit of the truth, just sprinkle it in, and then nobody's going to know what to believe. And as soon as they say, I'm done, game over. You just won. And that, with as as much stuff that keeps coming in and out, new discoveries, new lawsuits, President Trump just got arrested, or, or, yeah, uh, I didn't even listen to that because that's just another one. It's another that's one. Just another one to try and get us going. Yep. I'm not even going to post about it. I'm not even going to talk about it. Like this is all just a fucking game. Yeah. It literally to me is all of a game. Yeah. And I'm so done with it. I'm going to put my mind where it's affecting me right now. And the best place to start fighting is in your own community and your own small government and your own county. And I'm going to focus on that because. You can only, you can't get that far. Yep. You know, well, you're doing things. a great job over there in Oregon and fighting things. And, and I'm trying, fighting, there's not very fighting. many people standing up. Yeah, no. And that's the, that's the problem. I'm dealing with something here in Spokane right now. Um, you know, it's something small, uh, uh, our slow pitch softball league, but they did an illegal search and seizure or an illegal search of bat bags. They just had a, some city employee just went into the dugout and started opening up bat bags. I don't care if it is even just slow-pitch softball. You do not have the right against our Constitution. We have the Fourth Amendment for a reason against illegal searches. And you having a city employee go into a dugout and open up bat bags looking for beer cans is illegal. And we have that. This happened at. Yep. We had that happen here. It happened here last week on Tuesday. So, oh my gosh! And then, and then when it got, did they say they had like probable cause nope. or something? Was like somebody? Well, the they said that the catcher smelled drunk is what the is what the um, one of the disgruntled umpires had said to the director. So then she had somebody else just go through the bags. Well, when that was brought up, when an email was sent the next day, she said, "Oh well, why don't we just forget that this ever happened and we'll just move on?" Right there, she already yeah, knew no. she fucked up. She knew she made a mistake. Now, if she would have just said, um, if she would have just said, hey, I made a horrible error in judgment, I should not have said that. I should not have given that directive to. That is completely something I should not have done. I apologize with my, you know, utmost heart. Something other than, well, let's just forget this happened and let's move on. No, fuck you. Now I'm bringing it up because they got me involved. So we're, we're going to see what's going to happen right. with this, but yeah, they, and this isn't the first time this has happened. That this has happened twice, two, two or three times before and nothing <clears> was <throat> ever done. 
if you don't hold your local authority uh, accountable for their their shitty actions, then it will continue. Mm-hmm. It's got to it's got to come to absolutely. an end at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that you have another podcast and talk about that because I'm gonna and let me know. Now I'm going to be really curious. Yeah, we. So just, was it a, a law enforcement officer nope. or a, it was a, a it was just a city lackey is all it was. It was just a, a low, you know, and I don't want to downgrade the position. It's just a low level city employee that was that was told to go in and look into the bags and see what you can find. So, wow. so I'm 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 now involved, and <laughs> I have ri- I ri- wrote a. Uh, I, I believe a pretty informed email with my grievances and we're going to see what happens next. So, so I don't, well, I don't know. I, I don't know, know what's going to happen with it. Well, people don't need to stop thinking that they are above all of our natural rights and we need to start actually standing up and reinforcing those and making sure that they're upheld at the highest cost because every single official that is in any position has an oath and it's always, always to uphold our constitution and nobody's doing that. So we need to start making it happen and people need to start learning their rights because that's the one reason why they don't teach it to us in school. They don't teach us anything about law and it's not illegal for you to actually go and learn the law yourself. Like I know other people have been like, isn't it illegal for you to practice? It's really like, no, you, you have every right to learn what they're going to try and get you in trouble for. Mm-hmm. You have every right to learn your, your laws and your rights and you should know them. And so that you can defend yourself. Correct. So if I have one thing to say to anybody in this world is start looking into black law dictionary, common law and the law of the land and learn your natural rights, your constitutional rights and um, how to defend yourself and start building a community with other people that are really good at it and learn from those people Yep. and look in Supreme court rulings and laws. How can we find you? But Where are you with at? That, um, I am for today. I'm on uh TikTok. <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to last, but that's pretty much the only place you can really find me. TikTok and Instagram. And it's at, um, I think the one I'm on right now is, rodeo bulldoggy mom because buck and bulldoggy mom has been taken down multiple times gotcha i'll, I'll put the correct name on there so i do appreciate yeah, it's you rodeo coming bulldoggy on. mom on tiktok yeah thank you so much um and uh hopefully i wasn't too nervous and kind of got my point across a little bit uh, you did you did great and i hope you keep fighting for okay. oregon and, and however i can help uh you know, getting some message out, whatever it is, you just let let me know, and uh, and if we got to have you back on, then we got to have you back on, and we'll have another show. All right, brother, sounds good. Thanks so much. Have this a good is night. Uh, this has been a little extra Lambo. Hit that like button, hit that notification bell, so you know when the new show comes out. Follow me on my link tree for all of my platforms. It's a little extra Lambo. Peace. <laughs>